This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want? Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Ralph Sampson Folk, and you're joining me after the Raptors 122-104 win against the New Orleans Pelicans, who have a punchy Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a very distinguished Drew Holiday, and a Brandon Ingram that has taken a step, and sans Zion Williamson, so the Raptors didn't get to face him this year, which is... A bit of a tragedy, considering the the Raptors were slated to face him to start off the year with the defending champs versus, you know, the exciting Pelicans with Zion Williamson until he had had that 12 of 13 game against the Bulls. And now we don't get to see him face the Raptors this year, which is a bit of a shame because so many lore makers um, thought that the first charge that Zion Williamson would get would be on Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry is a fearless warrior on the basketball court. But yeah, 122-104, the Raptors, they really, they outpaced the Pelicans in this one. It was not an easy game, and I should clarify before things get into it, the injury that Serge Ibaka sustained was a severe ankle sprain, that's via Nick Nurse, with Lowry's injury, and this is via Eric Kareen of The Athletic. Kyle Lowry has a small fracture in his left thumb, not related to previous injury. So on both fronts, that's neither is good at all. Those both seem like A, Ibaka is going to be out against the Lakers, and their massive front court is going to try and squeeze the Raptors into a small box, and they might be able to, especially Ibaka has been not the best big man on the Raptors team because Siakam counts as a big man, but he's definitely been the better of the two of Gasol and Ibaka. He's been Ibaka has been the best bench big in the league so far. So losing him is is definitely not great. Lowry heard it swiping at a ball after Favors offensive rebound. Thought it was his nail because it was black and blue immediately, but it was he fractured his thumb. So 
not great, but the Raptors, they did start this game out great. It was honestly a joy to watch, and for for the most part, because once again, we start out with a guy named OG Ananobi, who has completely maxed out his role with the Raptors, and that's not me saying he should have a different role, it's just I'd like to acknowledge the near perfection that OG has been performing in his role, honestly. And so the game started out, OG was making great baseline cuts, he was hitting the threes available to him. He finished 5 of 7 from downtown tonight. He had 21 overall, but in the first quarter alone, he was getting out in transition, filling the lane, being a dangerous option so that Siakam had a better lane to the rim himself, and those two basically busted the game open. Of course, at the front end of transition, you had Gasol and Lowry both making outlet passes to get things going, and the Pelicans, just as it was working out, lots of long rebounds, and pretty sloppy transition defense. The Pelicans aren't known for being a defensive team. This year, it's pretty much been, you know, even though they do have Drew Holiday, who is a fantastic defender, and Lonzo Ball, who's also good, it's just they haven't put it together on that end. But it was it was really something to watch. The Pelicans got back in it at the end of the first quarter, largely on the back of offensive rebounds and more possessions. So that reared its ugly head for a little bit, and that was... That was definitely something to, that was a little bit concerning, but the Raptors did get back out of that hole, that slump. The first quarter ended at 30-30, and to start the second quarter, the Raptors brought it back to 30-30. I believe it was 27-30, and the Raptors really, on the back of Serge Ibaka's wonderful backstopping of the defense, they started out on a, it ended up being a 14-0 run from the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. But that was really, the game was broken open then, and then for the rest of the game from that point on, the Raptors pretty well maintained around a 15 to 20 point lead, which is sizable, which is good, and that meant that some players didn't have to play as heavy minutes, like OG Ananobi in this one only played 30 minutes, he's usually playing around 36, 37 in every game, so 30 minutes, he had 6-7 minutes off, that's a nice night for him. But the defense of Ibaka really did, it did set the pace, it set the tone for the second quarter, and also the transition started to pick back up again, and Norm's first insertion in the game in the first quarter didn't result in much, it was a little bit um, troubling for him, but the pace of the game picking up in the second quarter, him sharing minutes with Kyle, getting to run out, he was getting to step into three-pointers, he was getting to attack the rim without help side lurking in a half-court defense. It was really good for his game. He ended up playing really well, and it started in that second quarter, and he helped to break the game open. He was hitting his shots, whether it was at the rim, beyond the three-point line. Chris Boucher also got in on it. I've talked about on this podcast quite a few times that his game really excels in an up-and-down style, and he had a huge put-pack dunk. He scared, I think it was Frank Jackson, into missing a breakaway layup. Just Chris Boucher's length is something to behold, and especially with the energy he puts into chasing guys down. He really he, he puts God's fear into some people, and he, he did that. And he doesn't have the bulk to finish inside, and that was kind of how this whole game resulted with him, that he didn't have the bulk to finish inside against... You know, the bigger guys, whether it was Derek Favors or Julio Okafor, whoever was in for the Pelicans at the time, when Boucher was trying to go up, 
in a contested paint area. It didn't work out well for him. I think he was one of six for the night, but that's not super worrying. Everyone knew that's not going to be his game. He was rangy on defense. He wasn't put in a whole bunch of pick-and-roll scenarios, which is pretty much what I'm waiting to see this year. I want to see him put in a lot of pick-and-roll scenarios defensively because I think that's the step he needs to take. If he can really find the pacing of how guys are going to run the pick-and-roll against him, and he can read it right, then his length and his tenacity can be really, really great defensively. Right now, he's a little bit off the way he defends. There's gaps and lanes that he gives up when he defends the pick-and-roll. That wasn't in this game, I should say. He, he didn't really have many opportunities. But just for, for the future and for how I'd like to see him grow, um, Drew really pushed the pace in the second quarter. He got things going for himself. Drew Holiday, that is. Um, a lone bright spot in the second quarter, basically for the Pelicans. But the Raptors, they really broke it open going into halftime. Um, but Serge, he rolled his ankle, landing on OG's heel. And that ended up being the injury that I talked about at the start of this podcast. And Kyle, you know, as I said earlier, he swiped at a Derek Favors um, defensive rebound and ended up fracturing his thumb. So a tough ending to the half. And luckily for the Raptors, it was, they had just already blown the game out to that point. They were up by like 25 at one point while Lowry was healthy and Ibaka was healthy. They were running away with it. And it was, it was really a sight to behold. The Raptors were playing really well. So it was really disappointing that both Lowry and Ibaka got injured towards the end of the second quarter and are now out for the foreseeable future, which is, that's tough. And yeah, a bitter end to a really great quarter for the Raptors. Third quarter, it was Nurse was rolling out some of the bench guys. We saw more from Norman Powell. Matt Thomas got some minutes. Terrence Davis as well as an initiator even. And obviously the best of those minutes, and Chris Boucher as well. The best of those minutes went to Norman Powell, Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas because he came off a pin down, cashed in a triple, and it was pretty heavily contested, but he, he went straight up, had a quick release, and looked 100% the three-point specialist that he is. And it, it was really nice. There wasn't really a standout defensively from him in this one, but that's that's not what he's here for. That's not, that's not what he's supposed to do with the Raptors. He's supposed to come in, gun from downtown, and that's what he did. Norman Powell kept doing what he was doing. He had some decent cuts from the weak side, working off of Pascal Siakam. Lots of things to like as far as that. The Raptors' defense really turned up, and there was a bit of malaise, it seemed, from the Pelicans as well. Like, at some point in that quarter, the Raptors had forced the Pelicans into more turnovers than assists. It was 16 turnovers to 15 assists on the game at some point in that quarter. And there was a little bit of a worry just with how Fred VanVleet was running the offense, still working very hard to get blocked at the rim, to miss shots at the rim, just not really great in his downhill decision-making. He did hit a couple pocket passes earlier on in the game and some in the fourth quarter, but when Ibaka was out of the game and it's Gasol on the roll, those don't end up amounting to much anyway, and I thought Van Vliet was at his best when he was shooting above the break threes, of course, because he's a terrific shooter, and when he was managing the offense above the break and when he was gnashing the pick and roll. So 
there's still work to be done as far as him being a lead guard because the lead did start kind of shrinking away, and that was a large credit to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I thought did a fantastic job running the pick and roll on the other side of things. And Brandon Ingram, credit to him, even though he was being defended by OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, he kept putting the pressure on. He did a great job getting to the rim. He had a lot of tough shots tonight, and that's a credit once again, to Pascal Siakam, to OG Ananobi. And Ingram's length at the rim is really something to behold as well. I thought he did a great job putting shots up. I liked his shot selection, to be honest, for the most part. He wasn't hanging around in the mid-range too much, and when he was, he was pretty successful from there. And he was he was a constant for the Pelicans in this one. Drew had some moments, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, as I mentioned, was was really effective in the pick and roll for a five, six minute stint, had a lot of assists, was really creating good looks for his teammates. Some of them didn't go down. And I thought, man, he was really, really electric when creating. He was bouncy and shifty. It seemed like the point of attack for the Raptors defense didn't know how to deal with him. And I 